0: Psalms 104, and we begin reading in verse 24. O Lord, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom hast thou made them all, the earth is full of thy riches. So is this great and wide sea, wherein are things creeping innumerable, both small and great beasts. There go the ships, there is that Leviathan whom thou hast made to play therein these wait all upon thee that thou mayest give them their meat in due season that thou givest them that they gather thou openest thy hand they are filled with good every living creature even those in the ocean are all being fed by God like a zookeeper opening his hand and feeding them all the psalmist said they line up Verse 29, thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. Thou takest away their breath, they die, and return to their dust. These verses that we read just now are referring to God's creation in a natural sense. But then the psalmist sort of changes gear. Verse 30, thou sendest forth thy spirit. That word spirit is from the the Hebrew word ruach, meaning the wind or the breath of God. And they are created, and thou renewest the face of the earth. Renewest, not new, but renew, new again. The glory of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. He looketh on the earth, and it trembleth. He toucheth the hills, and they smoke. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God While I have my being, my meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Let the sinners be consumed out of the earth and let the wicked be no more. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. I'd like to speak this morning on this subject, the God of the second wind. The God of the second wind. And you may be seated. Thank you for standing during the reading of the scripture. Nine times in scripture we read that the Bible speaks of the four winds. In each case it is spoken of in a prophetic context. Some commentators believe it is the four directions of east and west and north and south. Others believe it is the four forces on earth which we know of like land and light and water and air. Some believe it's the four minerals in uh, Daniel's image because the four winds is also described in Daniel and in Revelation. Those four metals, of course, were gold and silver and brass and then, of course, the feet were mixed with clay. Revelation speaks of these four winds coming from the four corners of the earth. So it seems logical that this is referring To the four fixed points on a compass. But Ezekiel 37 just speaks of the four winds. That God told Ezekiel to prophesy. He said prophesy to these dry bones. And speak to these four winds. And life would come again into these dry bones. And a mighty army would rise up. Out of a cemetery of dry bones. And of course that's where. Uh, Ezekiel 37 is where we get our uh, theme for the Winds conference that we are going to embark upon here in just a couple of days. Because we do believe there is a mighty army of millennials and young adults and young ministers that are going to rise up. And the breath of God is the Holy Ghost power that we feel when we gather together in His house under the banner of His name. And we know that God is alive and we know that god can breathe on any situation that looks like it's dead and dry and dusty and there's no life and no hope but when god breathes hallelujah things begin to happen when god speaks things begin to happen hallelujah And we know that God is in the house. We know that the latter shall be greater than the former. We know that God is real. We know that God is as close as the mention of His name. He's not just some sort of cosmic idea of some higher power that's out there beyond the Milky Way somewhere. He is near unto His people. He is near unto a man or a woman that will call upon the name of Jesus. And so for... The purposes of our conference, which we started uh, in 2000, this will be the fourth um, conference that we've had, but we started planning it back uh, in, in, in 2018, and our first one was 2020. We didn't know if we were going to be able to have the conference because COVID, you know, hit in March of 2020 and shut everything down. And, and then even after we were able in Florida to come together and have church again in the month of May, we uh we still were not sure if we were going to be able to go forward with the winds conference in uh october well as it turned out we and our steering committee and our speakers and sponsors we we decided just to take 30 days and pray about it and we did and everybody uh unanimously believed that we should go forward with it well uh we did and what we found out was that people came from all over because uh, through COVID, we had had uh, 100 straight days where we had put uh, services and prayer meetings and, and children's program and all different things on the Internet. And we had uh, developed a large following of over 25,000 people a week uh, that were following uh, East Wind Ministries during that time. And so when we decided to go forward with this Winds conference, uh, there was a hunger to come together. And uh, we wanted to create an apostolic environment and an atmosphere where young adults and millennials and young ministers and people from all over could come together and feel that, that faith crusade type of atmosphere that we feel so many times when we're overseas. We believed it could happen right here in North America. And it is happening in North America. It's happening in Palm Bay. Because we started outpouring crusades at the same time down there at Bayside High School. And every time we get together, we begin to preach in the outdoors. We begin to see dozens and tens and even up close to a hundred people
1: receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because it's God's desire to breathe his breath of power and deliverance and anointing and healing on this generation.
0: Oh, hallelujah. And so we... Uh, said, let's uh, have a conference, let's call it Winds. Now, part of that could be because our church is, is East Wind. We we call uh, our church East Wind because when you read through and you see when the children of Israel came up to the Red Sea, it was the East Wind that blew, that came and opened up the Red Sea. And uh, I, I started reading some commentaries on that. and it, it said that the Lord sent the East Wind. I don't know whether this happened or not. He sent the East Wind... Because the storms came out of the east. And when the east wind blew, all of uh, Pharaoh's soldiers would not think that it was anything out of the ordinary. That it was just a natural storm that was coming. And so they followed them down into the Red Sea, not realizing that it was a supernatural wind. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I've come to tell somebody from the storms that you are facing, there is the hand of God in the midst of it. You're not on your own. It's not just the natural occurrence uh, of being a human being. Uh, You may be fighting a a spiritual war, but
1: I've come to bring you good news today that God, hallelujah, is not just the God that breathes into us the breath of life when we are born, but He has a second wind of power and anointing and authority and deliverance uh, that He is breathing uh, even right now today. Oh, if you believe that, you ought to clap your hands under the Lord and shout with the voice of triumph. I need more monitors.
0: And so we tried to develop this conference around the four winds of unity, restoration, demonstration, and impartation. And we believe that those th- four things were on display in Ezekiel. 37. First, unity. Ezekiel 37 and verse 7 says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together. Bone to His bone. Once you have unity, you can beckon the supernatural. This is why we know that God responds to unity. Throughout the Word of God, we see this. If two or three are gathered together. If two or three ask anything in His name. There is a power that comes together. When there is a unity in the spirit. That's why you get a group of people together. It can be as little as 120. It can be as little as two or three. It can be as many as a thousand. But you let people come together in unity. And say we believe that
1: God is here to do a great and a marvelous work. And I've got good news for you. The Holy Ghost will respond where there's unity. And
0: because there's power in unity, the enemy tries to bring disunity. He'd like to get everybody fighting over whether you're a Democrat or Republican or whether you've got an Android or an iPhone or whether you like Ford trucks or Chevy trucks whether somebody's got your seat or somebody's got your parking spot outside or somebody made you park where you didn't want to park or you had trouble before you left and there's things going on at the house. and and the gutters didn't get cleaned out and the cars not running right and the, and the grass is not mowed and all the things that can happen in life to try to steal your joy oh but when we come together we come together and we put everything else aside and we're saying we are here because we
1: are under the banner of the name of Jesus Christ and we need the breath of God to blow we need the breath of God to blow in our homes in our marriages in our families, on our jobs, in our finances. We need the breath of God. I've come to tell you that God responds to unity. Unity.
0: Esther in the Old Testament was one of four groups of people that were young adults that had favor with a ruling empire. And did a great work by saving their nation. It didn't happen by them just having favor with a foreign empire, an empire that had conquered their home nation. But it was because they stood with firm convictions. And Esther was able to bring together opposing forces and bring unity together to where Her nation, her people, the children of Israel were saved. We are crazy enough to believe that these four winds that we're going to be talking to you about represents four different groups of young adults that when they begin to stand for their convictions, I believe there's a special anointing upon this generation because there's never been a greater disparity between righteousness and unrighteousness. There's never been a greater gap between God-fearing people and God-hating people. There's never been a greater gap in the history of humanity. And we're seeing it all around us. But I've come to tell you that the Word of God gives us a promise. And the promise is greater works than these shall ye do greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and I know there's a great gap I know there's a great gulf I know there's a great disparity
1: between those that are standing for what they believe and those that just want to go along and get along but can I tell you today there is a God hallelujah that is looking for a man or a woman or somebody that'll say I'm not worried about the opponents are saying. I'm not worried about what the adversary is saying. I believe that God is going to bring deliverance. I believe that God has got a power and an anointing for this generation.
0: Esther didn't save her generation because she was attractive. There was a lot of attractive people in that day, as there are now, but it was because she stood for her convictions. Esther didn't save her people because she had been chosen to be the queen. She was in that position because God strategically placed her there because he knew he could trust her. You don't realize it, but God is strategically placing some of you because he can trust you. (laughs) But this is not the time to compromise. This is not the time
1: to homogenize our hunger and ecumenalize our beliefs and think that we've all got to flow together and get along. No, this is the time for the apostolics to stand your ground and say, I'm a one God apostolic, tongue-talking, holy roller, believer in the liberating power of God. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I know not everybody's going to be safe. I know not everybody's going to rally. But there's going to be somebody that says, I need a God that I can feel that I know is real.
0: The second wind that blew was demonstration. And when I beheld lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them above. And there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds. O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them. And they lived and stood up upon their feet. An exceeding great army. The demonstration of the power of God to deliver is seen in what those young adults did by refusing to bow to the image of the king of Babylon. The demonstration that Ezekiel saw, the demonstration that the three Hebrew young people saw, they were young people, they were shown favor, by a nation that had conquered them, but they refused to sacrifice
1: their identity. And God showed up in a burning fiery furnace. It was the demonstration
0: of deliverance. Here's what I believe. I believe that God is wanting to give us a
1: a demonstration of deliverance and a revelation of relationship. Because when the king looked into the fire he said, didn't we throw three in there? But there's four in there and the fourth one looks like the son of man. There was a revelation of relationship. These are my children. These are my sons and they're not going to go in the fire by themselves. Can I tell That God is wanting to give a revelation of relationship in these last days. You're not in the fire by yourself.
0: That king was so mad that those Hebrew young men would not bow down to the image. They said, We're going to play music. We want everybody to bow down. Well, they wouldn't bow down. They said, We. We only worship the one true living God, Jehovah. And so everybody bowed down. They had this big golden statue to the king, and they wouldn't bow down. He was so mad, he brought them before him. He said, don't you know who I am? Don't you know I have power to take your life? You think your God's going to deliver you? That one God that you're being loyal to? You think he's going to deliver you from what I'm fixing to do? They say, we don't know if he is or not, but here's what we do know. He's able. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! That's a revelation right there. Is God gonna heal you? I don't know if he is or not, but here's what I do know. He's able. Is God gonna deliver me? I don't know, but I know he's able.
1: If you choose to do it or you choose not to do it, I'm still not going to bow. I'm still not going to give up my faith. I'm still not going to sit here and die. I believe God he is able. Ooh, hallelujah.
0: Young adults, millennials, young people, that will stand for their conviction, stand for righteousness can change the world and get a revelation that God is with you. They tell us that when that king said it's going to, the fire is going to be 10 times hotter than it ever was before, you know how they made the fire hotter? They had these billows and they pumped more wind into the fire to make it hotter. But I don't care what wind the world tries to blow your way. It may be the head winds of adversity. It may be the north cold biting winds. But can I tell you that God's got a wind that is stronger than the world's wind. Oh, yes. They said the fire was so hot that the guards throwing them into the fire were just smitten and laid over dead because it was so hot and it was so intense. But those three Hebrew young men, the Bible said that not even the hair on their arms were singed.
1: Oh, I'm talking about a mighty God that wants to roll up his sleeve and show his mighty arm of power. I'm not talking about a God that wants you to trust him with some imagination of your mind. I'm talking about a God that wants to demonstrate that he is the healer, that he is the mighty God, that he can deliver anybody from anything. Let that wind blow.
0: The third wind that we focused on is restoration. Back to Ezekiel 37, then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves. And bring you into the land of Israel. God will restore all things. God will restore all things. He did this with Joseph. Joseph was another young man that was taken into captivity. He was taken into a foreign place, into Egypt. And there he was mistreated, lied upon, thrown into prison. But he was a young adult that had a gift from God. And that gift from God saved the nation of Egypt and many of the other surrounding nations around. Because he was restored. When he was young he had a dream that God was gonna use him. But through life he got knocked down with false accusations and prisoners that promised to remember him when they were restored and they didn't. He was there all by himself, but God was still working. Oh, I'm glad to
1: know a God that works on the other side of the mountain. You may not see His hand in it. you got to just keep on walking. you got to just keep on believing. you got to just keep on serving Him. He's working on the other side of the mountain.
0: He never compromised. He never sold out. And one day, Pharaoh had a dream that no one knew the interpretation of. All of his little wizards in the court couldn't help him. And they said, we know somebody that can. They were motivated because he gave them a time limit. Then he said, if you can't figure it out, I'm going to cut all your heads off. They were motivated. They started looking all over the kingdom. And finally, finally, the old butler remembered. Wait a second. There's a guy in prison over there. In Potiphar's prison. He is one that has the interpretation of dreams. Bring him up. Clean him up. Bring him out of that dungeon. Shave. Give him a shave. Put some clean clothes on him. Bring him up here before Pharaoh. Oh, hallelujah. For such a time as this. Oh, I feel an
1: unction in my spirit. <laughs> Come on, you've been in the back row long enough. You've been on the peripheral long enough. That dream that God gave you as a young person, it's not a dream that's dead. He's still a God that wants to use you and He's called you into the kingdom for such a time as right now.
0: And when... Joseph came.
1: Joseph brought a wind of restoration. I'm going to restore everything the way it was. (laughs) The palm of worm and the canker worm and life and sin has tried to rob you of all of your self-esteem. Has tried to rob you and cause you to live in shame and in pain and in hurt and in heartache. But there's a God that said, I created you in my image. And He's going to restore all things.
0: The fourth wind is impartation. Impartation is the giving and the receiving of spiritual gifts and blessings by the Holy Spirit for the work of the ministry. This was the ministry of Daniel. He imparted into those three Hebrew young men. He strengthened them by example, by prayer, by conviction. And in Ezekiel, he said, verse 14... And shall put my spirit in you and ye shall live and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I the Lord have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Do you understand that he is a God, hallelujah, that is going to impart into you what your forefathers had. What the generation before the generation had... There is a transfer of blessings. This is what Jesus did in the upper room. He imparted uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit uh, into His followers. Uh, He told His disciples during His earthly ministry, you uh, will do greater works. How are we going to do greater works? Uh, You are God manifest in the flesh. Uh, But He said, you're going to do greater works.
1: How? By the impartation of the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. I said by the impartation. Of the Spirit of God I rise tonight or today to proclaim To this great church That God is a God That is still blowing The winds of impartation You say but I'm aware of my mistakes I'm aware of my shortcomings I'm aware of my sins But God has blessed you With the gift of the Spirit of God God has blessed you With the gift of boldness. Don't hide it on a
0: shelf. These four winds are packaged together throughout scripture. But I believe they come in two parts. I believe they are bundled together in the first wind. And they are bundled together in the second wind. The first wind is natural. And the second wind is supernatural. The first wind is where God breathes upon you and life comes into your body when you are born. It requires unity because you are body, soul, and spirit. You are all three at your point of birth. Just like Jesus is the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. You and I are born by the breath of God. And that breath of God blows upon the unified bundle of body, soul, and spirit. But it's not just unity that's present. It's also demonstration that is present. The miracle of life is present when that baby takes its first breath You know there's a God when you experience uh, the miracle of new life uh, and you contemplate the wonder of God uh, in the face of a child
1: uh, that breathes for the very first time. Uh, I don't care if you are an atheist, uh, you won't be an atheist long uh, when God gives you a child. It's a demonstration of a mighty God.
0: He's still the giver of life. Restoration. Is also obvious because from the pain of childbirth comes the joy of motherhood. The body is transformed so new life can emerge. And then it moves from transformation to restoration. But perhaps the ultimate example of God's hand that is at work is impartation. The gift of life is given to the next generation. The imparting of the blessing. There is a blessing in the natural world that can only come from your parents' And in those formative years, if the blessing is withheld from a child, irrevocable damage is done to their spirit. You read a book, I would suggest to you, that's right now by my chair in my office at home, written by Gary Small, Smalley and Dr. John Trent. They talk about these factors in their best-selling book titled, The Blessing. You ought to read it. We were designed to give and receive gifts and blessings. Can I tell you that you are either blessing people or you are cursing people?
1: I say today, apostolic Pentecostals, we ought to be blessing everybody we come in contact with. I'm praying for you. I pray a blessing on your family. I pray a blessing on your finances. I pray a blessing on your children. You ought to not just say it, but you ought to mean it. Impart what God has given you. You know why? Because if you're imparting blessing, guess what? He's filling you up uh, with more blessings.
0: But because this bundle of blessing is dependent on the fallen nature of humans, God provides a second wind. Whoo! In that second wind is everything that was given in the first wind. Only now it comes with spiritual power. This is why the second wind is an even greater work. So if you did not receive a natural blessing, your heavenly father has a spiritual blessing. He said, I didn't have parents
1: that affirmed me. But you've got a God that's going to affirm you with a second wind. He's going to blow his wind of favor upon you.
0: I rise today to declare to you it's even greater than the first wind. Cause the first wind may have come from the miracle of natural birth, but the second wind comes from the miracle of being born again. He does more than just breathe on when you're born. He'll breathe on you again when you're born again. This is why he told Nicodemus in John chapter three and verse five. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, but he knew that Jesus was more than just a man. And Jesus said in John chapter three and verse five, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Oh,
1: (laughs) that spirit is the breath of God. (sighs) That is the spirit of
0: God. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. And then he explains it a little further by saying, the wind bloweth where it listeth. Or wherever it wants to. And thou hearest the sound thereof. But canst not tell whence it cometh. And whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born.
1: Of the. Of the breath of God. He's saying hey. I know you weren't in control of that first breath. You weren't in control. Of whether or not you received a blessing. From other humans. But I've come to tell you. That this wind. The wind of God's blessing. The wind of. Of God's breath. No man can control it. No man can manipulate it. It comes from God. And I say today to this great church, that wind is blowing right now. In 2023, there is a second wind. There is a supernatural wind. Well, you want to lift your hands right now? And would you cry out and say, let the wind blow. It is the gift of God.
0: Come on! You feel that wind blowing? He gave you and I the gift of life in the first wind. But then he sent the second wind on the day of Pentecost as the gift of salvation, the blessing. It came when they were all together in one mind, in one accord, unity.
1: There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, demonstration. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues uh, as the Spirit gave them utterance, uh, a heavenly language. And then Peter began to preach. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. That's restoration. He's restoring you back to what he originally called you to do.
0: For this promise is unto you and to your children and to all them that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's impartation. That's your second wind. The wind of His Spirit bundled together. Oh, my friend, life is a difficult race. And when you get tired, fear not. Your second wind is coming. Sometimes you run as far and as long and as hard as you can. And you're out of breath. You're hitting the wall. But every marathon runner knows if I can just get my second wind. It's going to be smooth sailing. i got to go through this barrier. But when I do, I'm going to feel my energy come back. I'm going to feel... I'm going to feel my strength come back
1: I feel like I've gotten a second wind Oh come on, God's wanting to give that to you You may feel like you're hitting a wall But don't forget You're serving the God of the second wind Your help is on the way Your strength is coming back Your joy is on its way back You're going to get victory You're going to dance again You're going to shout again Victory is right there
0: For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff they comfort me, thou preparest the
1: table before me in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
0: Long before the Holy Ghost was poured out in Acts chapter 2, David experienced the second wind. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want unity. If I'm unified with my Savior, one with God is a majority. I said one with God is a majority. Let God be true and every man a liar. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. That's demonstration. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. For his name said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me.
1: Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That's restoration. He said, I feel the wind blowing on me. I and my shepherd are one. I feel the demonstration of what God's going to do. Even though I'm surrounded by enemies, he's prepared a place for me. He's restoring my soul.
0: Thou anointest my head with oil My cup runneth over Surely goodness and mercy That's the impartation Surely goodness and mercy Shall follow me all the days of my life And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever This is a gift, hallelujah That's going to go on to the next generation And the next generation This is not some gift with a statute of limitations This is a gift, hallelujah That's going to bless you now It's going to bless your children and your children's children. It's the blessing that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's a blessing that says goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. I don't know about you, but I say let the wind blow. We ought to be known for more in Florida than
1: physical hurricanes. We ought to be known more in Florida than just the storms that develop on the western coast of Africa that make their way over the ocean and hit this peninsula we ought to be known and he swim Pentecostal that there's another storm there's another wind come on I feel a hurricane of the Holy Ghost that wants to blow one more time <laughs>
0: Would you stand to your feet? The enemy can't stop the second wind of God's power from blowing. But what he can try to do is get you to be content with the wind of man's power. With the wind of man's ability. When my daughter Sophia was born, her lungs were not fully developed. And she had a problem breathing. They had to put her in the neonatal care and put her on the incubator. And we prayed and prayed. And first day, second day, it wasn't improving. Finally, by the third day, I told my wife, "I gotta, I gotta go home. I, I can't sleep on this chair in this hospital room any longer." i got to go home and get in the bed. But really what I was doing was going home to pray and get alone with God. They had told us, if she don't start to breathe, we're going to have to take her to Arnold Palmer Children's Hospital in Orlando. And so I said, i got to get alone with God. And I got alone with God that night. And about 2 o'clock in the morning, the Lord spoke to me and said, I breathed upon her when she was born, but I'm going to breathe upon her again. And the breath that I send is not a breath that man can give with its machines. It's a breath that only comes from me. I spent an hour thanking the Lord till 3 a.m., but the next morning I got dressed, went down to the hospital, and uh, my wife had said the doctors were going to be coming in at 9. When they came in at 9 o'clock, they said, Your daughter is perfectly normal. At 2 o'clock last night, she started breathing on her own. And 14 and a half years later, if you know Sophia, she's been breathing well ever since. (laughs) But I had been talking about how amazing the doctors were and how amazing the nurses are and those people that take care of your children when they're born are are angels of mercy and they're amazing people and and I was bragging on them and what they did even when my twin sons were born uh, about five years earlier, I I, I just couldn't get over these people with their skill and their heart and their, their love and... And you just, you bond with them because they're taking care of your little infant. And 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 I was brave. I said, it's going to be okay because Sophia's in good hands and good doctors. But the Lord reminded me that night. There's some things man can't do for you. You need the breath of God. I feel compelled
1: in the Holy Ghost to speak a prophetic word this morning. You've been looking to man to solve your problems. You've been trying to do it with your own ability. But I've come to tell you there's a God that wants to breathe upon you the breath of heaven that only He can do. I wonder all over this building if
0: you'd lift your hands right now. I want to speak specifically to those of you that are facing impossible situations. If you need a miracle today that only God can do, If you need the breath of God and a second wind. If you've already got it figured out and you've got it covered. And you're good with the first breath. This is not for you. But for those of you that need a second wind. I want to ask you if you'd step out where you're standing and make your way down to this altar. If you need a God-sized miracle. If you need a touch that can only come from heaven. It may be relational. It may be physical. It may be financial. I don't know. But if you say it, I need a second wind, I need the breath of God to blow into an impossible situation. I want you just to push down here just as close as you can get. Just get down here as close as you can get because I want us to be unified together. We're fixing to pray a prayer that I believe will be a prayer of demonstration and impartation. And God is going to breathe upon your situation one more time. There's going to be a supernatural demonstration of His power right now. Come on, you can't save yourself. The wind will blow wherever He wants to blow. But where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I will be in the midst of them. That's it, Brother Aaron. Come on down. Y'all give him some room over here. I want him to stand right here at this altar. God's going to breathe upon him right now. I want some of you men to gather around me, some of you ministers. Come on, you're down at this altar. If you can't make it, you're in the aisle. And I want you to lift
1: up your hands, and I want you to lift up your voice, and I want you to begin to cry out with all of your might and say, breathe upon me one more
2: time. Let the breath of your spirit like a Place fill our hearts, Holy.
0: the prayer of faith for those of you that are sick in your body. If you're in pain right now, you're suffering in your body. I wonder if you'd just raise your hand. You're just, thank you. Hands are going up all over. You're in pain right now. You're hurting right now. Maybe you've gotten a report from the doctor that's caused you to live in fear. Come on, the word of God says, whose report shall you believe? I wonder now if you'd lift up your other hand. If you're standing next to somebody that's got their hands up. Would you begin to just lay your hand on their shoulder? Come on, I want us to pray right now. We're going to pray the prayer of faith. I'm going to pray the prayer of faith. And then we're going to shout hallelujah. When I shout hallelujah, I want you to begin to shout hallelujah. It's the highest praise with everything that is in you. That's it. Lift up your hands. Lift
1: up your head. Get ready to receive a miracle. By the authority of the Word of God. By the power of the name of Jesus. And by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I receive my healing. I receive victory. I claim it now by faith in Jesus' name. HALLELUJAH HALLELUJAH That's it! Shout it! Shout it. HALLELUJAH Ooh, That's it! That's it! I RECEIVE IT! I RECEIVE IT! Yes, that's it. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Shout your way out. <laughs> Worship your way out. I'm going to
0: go to the church. I'm going to Kikata
1: Rabo Satara Mahaya. Kikota Rabo Fea. Hallelujah. I am healed. I am healed. By the blood of Jesus, I am healed.
0: Now put your hand down for just a moment. May have been your back, may have been your neck, may have been your arm, but just take just a moment, move around. Kind of confirm what you felt in the Holy Ghost. God has touched you right now and healed your body. I want you to raise your hand. God has touched it. Leave it up high. I want to count. Leave it up high. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16,
1: 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35 people that God has healed right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, you ought to give him some praise. He is a healer.
0: The second wind of deliverance was not only demonstrated by healing but it was demonstrated by the outpouring of the Holy Ghost if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues would you raise your hand right now say I've heard about it I've read about it in the Bible but I've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues all right one lady over here this man right here two this man right here three anybody else Raise your hand high. I don't want to miss anybody. He said, I want to receive the Holy Ghost. I've never received the Holy Ghost. This lady right back here. Raise your hand real high. I want to make sure our altar workers are able to come and stand around Raise your hand high. If you're around somebody that's got their hand up, I want you to go to them right now. They're going to receive the Holy Ghost. The wind of his Holy Ghost power is going to blow. This man right here. This man right here. This lady back here in the blue dress in the middle aisle. The man standing next to her, this lady right over here. Make your way, find your way to go and pray with them. We're going to believe right now for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I always believe this. I'll say it again. The next best thing to receive of the Holy Ghost is praying with somebody that receives the Holy Ghost. Now, if you want to receive the Holy Ghost, let me tell you how you receive the Holy Ghost. You receive the Holy Ghost by worshiping the Lord and by believing. All you got to do is have faith. The Holy Ghost is not given by merit. None of us are worthy of the Holy Spirit of God. But all you got to do is hunger and say, Lord, I'm ready to receive uh, that second wind of your Holy Ghost power. And God will fill you with the Holy Ghost right now. And as you begin to worship the Lord, lift up your hands. That's a sign of surrender. Begin to lift up your voice. You cannot receive the Holy Ghost with your mouth closed. The Bible said they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. You've got to have your mouth open. And you've got to be saying, Lord, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. And begin to believe that God's going to fill you right now with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's it. Now lift up your hands. Come on, let's pray the prayer of faith one more time by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. By the power
1: of the name of Jesus and by the authority of the word of God I receive your spirit right now! That's it, now begin to shout Jesus! 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 That's it! That's the wind of his spirit! That's the Holy Ghost. That's it, you got it. That's it, you got it.
2: I receive it. I claim it. Just receive it. Receive That's yes. We are